Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. I'm in a particularly good mood because my good colleague here uh, delivered coffee, so I will be drinking coffee while enjoying this episode. Uh, The episode is really spot on with focusing on who is influencing you and what that means for you. Is it true that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with? Who do you spend most of your time with outside of your family? Who are the five people you spend more time with than others? I'm going to encourage you to pause the podcast and take stock right now. Make a list. Who are your five? Maybe you need to go back and look at your calendar. Who are you spending the most time with? Why do you spend time with that person? What do you appreciate about him or her? How does he or she make you feel? Now, next to that name of those five different people, please write the top three qualities each person represents. So then you'll have a list of five people there, each of them with their top three qualities or attributes that that you, positive, negative, whatever they are. And then I'm gonna encourage you to consider for a moment, does this list of attributes match the type of person you wanna be? According to motivational speaker, Jim Ron, who seems to be a pretty wise guy from the stuff I've read from him, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, I don't believe it's always a set rule. I think that there could be exceptions to this, but for the most part, the people we surround ourselves with are the biggest influence on our attitudes and our behavior. They determine what conversations we participate in and what we devote our attention to. And eventually, I believe we can actually start to really think like them and behave like them. And so I need to share this story because this last comment is somewhat scary. We can start to think like them and behave like them. Uh, My son's driving back from Colorado and uh, my wife sends a text to him and without me, uh, no, I did not know this, I sent him a text Mm -hmm. and then we compared the texts when we found out and they were almost identical. (laughs) So this, this is really true. Yeah, my grandmother, who was Irish and English, and she had a saying for everything. She often would say, birds of a feather flock together, right? We need to be aware of who we're spending time with and if they're influencing our lives in the way that we would choose. We also need to be mindful of this for the young people in our lives, right? Who are who are your children hanging around with? Who are your nieces and nephews? Who are your students hanging out with? Because chances are the people they're hanging up around with is significantly influencing them. According to research by social psychologist, Dr. David McClellan, he's at Harvard University, the people you habitually associate with determine as much as 95% of your success or failure in life. That is a powerful statement. So one key takeaway for us this week is to be mindful of this, not to be, to to make sure that we're not living our lives on autopilot or just kind of sleepwalking through our days without paying attention to the things that are important to us. Uh, We know that relationships are a significant part of thriving and we want to encourage and equip and support you as you thrive. So take stock of our relationships. You know, we know that God designed us as social beings. We learn from those around us. Are the people we're surrounding ourselves with teaching us positive or negative lessons? And we have a choice regarding who we decide to spend significant time with. Whenever possible, surround yourself with people you really admire, with traits that you really respect and appreciate. Okay, so I get that and Mm -hmm. I embrace that idea. Mm -hmm. What happens though when we're in situations 
that are non-negotiable. Yeah, you don't have individuals who who maybe we wouldn't feel are the best to reflect upon. But due to circumstances of they're a family member or they're a colleague at work or, uh, you know, we can't just like sever, you know, people from our life that aren't necessarily serving us well. So if you have a colleague who is very negative or has very different values from you, you may not be able to add distance between you and them, but you can choose how much you spend time thinking about them and your conversations with them. You can, again, as my grandma would say, let it go in one ear and out the other. You know, you don't have to keep pondering and like, holding on to things they say if it's negative. I like to think of like of people like this in my life as heavenly sandpaper. You know, I think they're there for a reason. They're sanding down my rough edges and making me more patient and caring. They often have gifts I don't have and they do things differently than I would do. And that's not always a bad thing. So they're serving an important purpose in my life as well. And I need to find a way to be grateful for their contribution, but I may choose to limit it. Uh, who are the people that enrich your life? Who are the people that appreciate who you are, and they challenge you to use your gifts in a positive way. Who are the people who build you up and encourage you? That is what scripture tells us the body believe, what the body of believers is supposed to do. So today's podcast is to encourage you in your agency, your ownership of yourself over your own life and your own relationships. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you should sever your relationships with people in your life who are not helping you reach your goals. We can't always do something about a family member or a colleague if they don't build us up and encourage us. But in our friendships, we have a choice. Our friendships can be an oasis of sorts where we refresh and grow and then we head back out into the world. If you have a friendship that you find draining, you do not need to feel guilty about choosing to spend less time with that person. You know, we are supposed to, as Christians, love everyone and to humbly show respect to all. But each person we meet does not need to become one of our best and closest friends. You know, Jesus chose his disciples. He chose those that he would spend the most time with. We can do the same. And how we choose will have a direct impact on how we thrive. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from today's episode. Number one, take the time to reflect on five people who you spend a lot of time with and ask yourself, why do you spend time with that person? Number two, ask yourself, what do you appreciate about him or her? Number three, how does he or she make you feel? Number four, now take the time to write the top three qualities for each of those people. And number five, uh, remember God designed us as social learners and we learn from those around us. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.